0: Welcome to the Family Bible Journey. If you like our podcast, I'd encourage you to check out our website, Family Bible Journey.com. That's Family Bible Journey, all lowercases, no spaces.com, where you can find links to our social, support the ministry, or find other resources, especially if you're journaling with us through the Bible. Thanks for listening. This is episode 27, season 1 of the Family Bible Journey Old Testament podcast. Today we're looking at Genesis chapter 34. The title of today's podcast is Defiled. Our key passages for this chapter are the first four verses of chapter 34. Now Dinah, the daughter of Leah, whom she had borne to Jacob, went out to see the women of the land, and when Shechem, the son of Hamor the Hivite, the prince of the land, saw her, he seized her and lay with her and humiliated her. And his soul was drawn to Dinah, the daughter of Jacob. He loved the young woman and spoke tenderly to her. So Shechem spoke to his father Hamor, saying, Go get me this girl for my wife. This is our reading. So in Genesis chapter 34, we have a story of rape, revenge, and murder. Subjects not for the faint of heart. And we're not going to go into detail as to what happened in this chapter. As we continue our journey through the Bible, for those of you who are journaling through the Bible with us and those who are just listening along, it's important to not let this podcast or any other human resource take the place of actually being in and diving into the Word of God yourself. These podcasts are not meant to be a replacement or a substitute for reading your own Bible. I encourage you that every single podcast, for those of you who are following along, to actually read the text. There is too much going on here for us to cover. In seven to twelve minutes on a daily basis and there are places where in order to get through the bible in three years we're going to have to combine chapters everything that you hear in this podcast and every podcast as we're journaling together as we're journeying together is meant to be a supplement a help there are many people who are intimidated by the bible who don't understand the greater context and so the purpose of this podcast and any other good biblical resource is simply to supplement your understanding, to encourage you, to bless you in your journey, not to take the place of Bible reading, but rather to be something that encourages you to dig deeper into the Word because there are many things that we are going to gloss over, many things that we aren't even going to cover. And this story is one good example. It is a long chapter that we're going to talk about and there are some very difficult things and topics here. And so when you listen to this podcast and then Read the story for yourself. My prayer for you is that the Holy Spirit will be the one who will open your heart, open your mind to understand. There may be things that God brings to your attention that aren't even mentioned in the podcast. I, I hope that's what happens. And if you are journaling with us through the Bible, I want you also then to take those notes. This is your journey, your journal. And especially if you are doing it for a loved one, they want to hear your voice as You are leaving this legacy of faith for them, not my voice. And so I pray that God continues to bless you through this podcast and blesses you to spend more time in his word through this podcast. But in today's podcast, we're going to be talking about the story of Dinah, who was one of Jacob's daughters. She is the one that is listed with her brothers. And I think she is listed because of this unfortunate episode where she leaves the camp and she goes into town to spend time with the women of the town. And there, the prince, the son of the man who is in charge of this town, sees her. He seizes her. He violates her, takes her forcefully to be his wife and then holds on to her. This is the sort of stuff that happens when people are driven by passions instead of exhibiting actions that are motivated by God's word. Lust, back then, And lust, even today, is often treated as love. And if we get those two things confused, it is bound to lead us astray. It is bound to lead us outside of God's bounds for human sexuality and marriage. We've seen this over and over and over again already. It's a theme that's going to continue to come out. It's going to be in the very next chapters because it is something that we as human beings really, really struggle with. There are no... Passions aroused as intense as those aroused by love. And so many people see sex as a shortcut to love. But what happens is people are hurt, relationships are damaged, and Dinah is living proof of the damage that is caused when somebody forces themselves on another human being in a sexual way. Hamar, who is the King of the town sees that his son Shechem wants Dinah to be his wife, and so they go and they talk to Isaac and they offer anything that they want that Shechem can have Dinah as his wife. Now he's already gone about things the wrong way, he has already violated her, he has already humiliated her according to the text. Israel keeps his peace, his sons are out in the field with the flocks. There really is nothing at this Old Man could do in the face of this difficult situation, but when his sons come back They are enraged and they hatch a plot. They decide what they're going to do is tell Hamor and his son Shechem if you get everybody in your community to be circumcised as we are Well, then we'll allow you to marry our daughter and then we'll take your daughters in marriage and you can have ours and Hamor and Shechem go back to town And they convince all the townspeople, this is a great idea. Hey, why don't all of us get circumcised? Doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Not exactly seeing how that's a great idea for all the men in town, but apparently they held sway. And that's exactly what happened. The entire town was circumcised. And this brings us to the revenge and murder part of the story. Because on the third day, when the pain was the worst, we are told that Dinah's brothers, Simeon and Levi, take advantage of the situation. They take advantage of Shechem's weakness. They attacked the city. They loot, they burn, they kill, they destroy what they can. They seize the women and children of Shechem, making them servants, taking them as their own, completely reducing the city and taking all of the loot that they could. I don't personally believe that it was just Simeon and Levi. I believe that they led the charge, that the others were probably involved. They certainly had knowledge of it. And it's likely that there were many others who went and helped carry out this attack. But nonetheless, this rape of their sister welled up in hatred in these men until they went and they murdered in revenge all the men of the city there are many themes coming back in this story people never want to get even they always want to get more than even and that is exactly what happens here one woman was sinned against and it leads to the destruction of an entire city jacob in verse 30 we are told was afraid he recognizes his weakness he recognizes that his clan is very small and he's afraid that other people from the area are not going to attack them and do to them what his sons had done to the people of Shechem. Simeon and Levi, they feel perfectly justified in what they had done. They said, should he treat our sister like a prostitute? And so the family is unsettled over this matter. It doesn't appear that they are agreeing that they are going to come to terms, what's done has been done, and now they're gonna have to try to make the best of it. And so we learn in this story that often one sin leads to many others. This happens in our own lives. If we give in to sin in this area, and that area, and that area that sin, it tends to grow in our lives, and its temptations do not diminish as we give in to sin. No, they grow, and they become like a cancerous growth in our souls that threatens to overwhelm us if we don't take those sins to God, take them to the cross, be absolved or forgiven of them, and then by God's Holy Spirit be led to do away with them and to move in a different direction and to do better with our lives. Sin left unchecked in our own lives is bound to wreak the same sort of havoc and hatred and murder and lust that we see playing itself out in this story. Oftentimes we also see that one person's sin affects an entire community as Shechem's sin led to the downfall of all the people that he knew and loved. I'm not going to defend what these brothers do here. They don't need my defense. But what I am going to say is that in these earlier chapters of the Bible, these earlier books of the Bible, the law has not formally been given. And these families are acting as their own kind of nation states. Each family is a clan that's going to become a nation and so it may very well be that Simeon and Levi were justified in avenging the sin against their sister because they are acting as the authorities that God has instituted to protect her and to protect her honor and to protect their family and so they may very well be justified as agents of the family which would become a state but there's still going to be consequences think of wars and how wars tend to grow they don't just involve the initial parties No, many other parties become a part and conflict grows it's the nature of the world that we live in and it takes calm and cool heads it takes a lot of effort and a lot of wisdom to keep conflict from growing out of control and spinning out of control we saw two world wars that consumed the entire world and This is what happens with conflicts. They grow, they bleed, they spread, and it is only when God prevails, calm minds prevail, and people of wisdom prevail, that violence comes to a cease. And that is a great blessing that God will bring about through good and godly leaders. When men and women of wisdom and integrity are blessed by God to be made peacemakers, The world is blessed in that. But unfortunately, this is often the exception, not the rule, because the prince of this world is not a god of peace. He is a god of lies. He is a god of murder. He is a god of destruction. And that is why the world often doesn't work as it should when it comes to people getting along and treating each other with love, honor, and respect. Recognizing the difficulties of living in this world that is often wrought with sin and hurt, things like rape, murder, and revenge, I want to leave you with a blessing that you may find your hope in the one who is a God of peace and not a God of war. If this podcast is a blessing to you and you would like to make a financial investment in our ministry, go to the website, familybiblejourney.com, where you can make a one-time contribution or even better yet, become one of our monthly sponsors. I receive zero compensation from this podcast because it is 100% a labor of love for you. 90% of your donation goes to our cause and 10% a tithe to other ministries we support. All contributions are tax deductible. And as always, thank you for your investment and thanks for listening. Our blessing for today. When you are hurt, may you seek healing and peace from the one whose love for you is both everlasting and unconditional. Amen.